Welcome to the Worst Idea of All Time podcast. Hello, I am Tim Bat. And my name is Guy Montgomery. And this is our first watch of the sensational ensemble comedy Grown Ups 2. We've just watched it for the first time. And uh, we will be doing so week after week. Uh, for the foreseeable future, essentially. Which is an absolutely absurd it is. idea. The, the idea is to watch it every week until it becomes worthwhile. Guy okay. pitched this to me and he said, we'll watch a movie every every week and do a podcast, but here's the kicker. We'll watch the same movie. I thought, fantastic. I thought, let's pick a movie. It's got to be just the right amount of everything. It's got to be just the right amount of length. Uh, there's got to be something in it for you so you can keep watching it a few times. And um, it's got to have enough to grab onto that we can keep commentary on it. And we settled on the sequel to the much maligned uh, Grown Ups. A film that I haven't... Have you seen? I think I have, but I can't remember a single thing about it except that I hated it. Well, I hadn't seen the first one, and I thought the second one... You said Grown Ups. I said, why not put a two on it? And uh, an hour and 40 minutes later, I found out why. <laughs> this has to be... One of the worst movies I've seen. The last movie I remember watching, which moved me to be this just like restless and unhappy and frustrated and confused, was oh, I can't even remember the name of it. It was who's in it? It was I can't remember. It was in. I wrote a review about it. I got so angry, I walked out of the cinema. I got free tickets from the Black Thunder, ninety one ZDM's Black Thunder, and I walked out of the cinema and I went home and I wrote a blog. Which is a pretty high level of frustration. Was it recent? This no, film? it would have been 2007 or eight. Was it Save the Last Dance? No, That's was, the last movie I walked out of that no, I paid for. I actually quite liked Save the Last Dance. It yeah. was, um, it was uh, something about being in high school. The guy had a big nose. It was written by one of the Simpsons writers. It was based on a book. Mama's Boy? No. Uh, you know what? We've diverged. It's not important. What is important is is that we discuss Grown Ups 2. I don't even... Much. How do we even like begin with this film? Well, I think we could take a very similar approach with this podcast to what they did with the film, which is just don't worry about <laughs> anything and go for it. Uh, I think first, maybe the first thing, the wow factor with this movie is the cast. So maybe we should start with that. Should we just start throwing names of people who are in this film? The, the cast, it's a veritable who's who of successful 90s television comedians. It's sort of like a Saturday Night Live ensemble. It is, but on steroids. You've got Adam Sandler, who co-wrote the film, uh, whose wife is Selma Hayek for some reason. Uh, Kevin James, who you'll know from King of Queens and Mall Cop, and is in there. And what? Hitch. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes. Imagine if Will Smith was in this movie. It wouldn't even surprise me because by the end there was just so many people uh, in it. He's married to Maya Rudolph, who's also a Saturday Night Live alumni. We've got Chris Rock, um, formerly one of the greatest comedians in the world. Yeah, he's married to Maya Rudolph. Kevin James is married to a woman I didn't recognise. Kevin James's wife. Yeah, I can't remember who that is. I'm sure we'll get it by the second watch. Uh, David Spade is in this film. (laughs) Plenty of time to figure all this stuff (laughs) David Spade, who is. He's playing Joe Dirt. Uh, he doesn't have a partner, and he—he's got a. He's apart from just shoot me. When is David Spade not playing Joe Dirt? Uh, apparently, he was really good in Saturday Night Live. Like, well, I liked him in this movie. He was I thought he was acting, and he point. was the only one. Uh, cameos come in the form of John Lovitz. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> he was one of the few things which made us laugh. 
Shaquille O'Neal has a part. All of Adam Sandler's entourage. You know, all the bit part character actors who show up. The cast of Grandma's Boy, I guess. I was very surprised, actually, that... um, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider didn't appear in this movie. Wait, did he? Well... He's probably in there somewhere. Yeah. We just missed it. uh, Steve Buscemi. Yes, Buscemi's in there. Along with Taylor Lautner. Yeah. Teen heartthrob. He is what I would loosely describe as the antagonist. Will Will Forte uh, pops up in a um, car wash scene alongside Andy Andy Samberg. And the boys from the Lonely Island. Uh, But don't let all of these names confuse you. This movie is a steaming hot pile of shit from Dot One. Uh, The first scene, The Hook, which makes you say, I can't wait to see what unfolds, is Adam Sandler in bed with Salma Hayek. Uh, and he's woken up inexplicably they never ever address how this happened apart from revealing that the front door was left open there's a reindeer or a moose or there's some sort of animal with antlers in the bedroom and no one hey there it's Michelle Norris I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen when I travel I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home and one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain and Airbnb allows me to do that when I was in California recently I rented a house that had a great kitchen and when we were sitting around the table we're all thinking we're in someone else's house someone could be in all of our homes as well if you have a home but you're not always at home you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's a CGI moose. It's in the bedroom. Adam Sandler wakes up to quite a start seeing this thing and tries very delicately to tell Selma Hayek without alarming her um, that she needs to open the window. And what's his play with this? That they should both jump out of it? Yeah, well, it's a big house and they're on the second floor. And luckily Selma Hayek never opens the window. So that particular thread leaves unsewn. He keeps whispering to her. He says, your mom's here. You need to go and open the window. Just let me sleep. That's what she says sleepily. Summer hike. There was a great summer hike, by the way. And uh, yeah, once again, I'm not sure what the play was going to be if he was intending to throw the moose out of the window or if they were going to throw themselves out of the second story window. But either way, hilarity ensues in the form of the CGI moose te- tearing the house asunder. That's right. And it, the craziest thing is it winds up with a um, with a bra on its antlers and it runs outside and the postman's outside and he goes to Adam Sam he goes, Hey, is that your wife's bra? And then Selma Hayek is wearing a, a, neg- a sort of negligee nightie and she covers herself because it's... Because it's a creepy l- fucking thing to say. Postman. And then Adam Sandler sort of scolds him and then eventually goes, yeah, yeah, it is pretty nice. And he gives her a high five and it sets the tone. <laughs> so just... Oh, yeah. There's, there's kids in this movie. There's a lot of kids. There's so many kids. Everyone's got kids. Let's not, let's not just single it out that there's a lot of kids. There's a lot of characters. You probably meet over 40 people in this movie, and none of them make any sense. <laughs> there's no payoff to any... There's, there's no... Because... 
one of the central things that you want to see in a film, right, is it's supposed to start somewhere and end in a similar place, except they've gone through a lot and, and your characters, your central characters, have learnt something along the way. Um, I have no concept of what anyone has learnt in this film. Should, and we should probably try and give some sort of synopsis. I guess. God, it's so hard, though. Well, it's well first of all, can we just say that this is the longest day of all time? Are you talking about our day or the movie? Both. Both. It's the whole the whole thing takes part in one hellish day. Uh, it's, it starts as we said with Adam Sandler and Selma Hayek. I'm going to ruin the ending for you now. It also ends with Adam Sandler and Selma Hayek in bed. It's a nice bookend to the film. And uh, it's the, the last day of school. Yeah. It's the last day of school in summer. Summer's just kicking off. And, um, yeah, okay, so what happens? So we've got the moose. Uh, I just keep coming back to the role at Kmart for half of this film. We meet all the families, and then the bus driver... The bus driver who's meant to be taking the kids to school is, like, wasted on drugs. Yeah. And so Adam Sandler just... Because he doesn't have a job, because he got ripped somehow... He decides to drive the school bus, and he picks up... He drops the kids... No, he picks up his friends on the way to school. He picks up... Yeah, that's right. And then they all drop them at school, and then they just go and hang out in Kmart for, like... For half the day. Two hours. These are, like, grown men going to the mall, and... um, And they've all got jobs. Kind of. Well, Adam Sandler doesn't because he got rich in Hollywood. I, I assume that that's explained in the first Grown Ups movie, which I'm sure is a masterpiece, which I think I have seen but don't remember. I don't think it's too important whether or not it is explained. It's it's just the whole, it's just this inexplicable series of not funny scenes. So we get introduced at the start. Uh, we've kind of glossed over this, but there's a little vignette, a little window into everyone's lives and their and their family situation. So everyone's got kids. So we see um, what's happening with Chris Rock's family. He's got the wife there. He's it's got a couple 20, of kids. It's their twenty year marriage anniversary. That's right. And he's hidden. He's hidden a necklace for his wife and his son's diaper. Because that's what you do when you're married, folks. And it's married tells, life. He tells her that it's, she's on nappy duty, and then she takes it and he goes, happy 20th anniversary. And she's like, because she completely forgot. She forgot. And so he gets this free pass. <laughs> Which is what we're all searching for in relationships. Man, no it's all gonna, a point system, and we're all looking for that little no nugget of gold. No one's listen to this. <laughs> no one's going to listen to this fucking podcast. No, because no one's going to watch the fucking movie. <laughs> it's so fucking terrible. It's so absurdly bad. Uh, but anyway, we must we must press on, guy. Uh, Don't be disheartened. They pre- they made this film. This movie got finished and released, and I'm sure along the way there were so many people at every stage who said, this cannot be released. <laughs> this cannot be finished. It cannot be put out to the public. And you know what it was. So in the spirit of Grown Ups 2, this podcast must, will be done. So I can't wait to see what we're saying in 30 weeks. The shining light of talent, I think, uh, in the, the early vignettes, uh, Chris Rock has the son, the aforementioned oh, son? It is the son, who's got the diaper. Sensational talent. You can tell that that kid's a born performer. Um, it's dancing around. Young black stereotype. Yeah. Like, the, when, when it turns out that Maya Rudolph's forgotten the 20-year anniversary, it just goes to a shot of the like two-year-old's face up close, and he just says straight down the camera, that's cold. I don't know how you even teach a baby to say that because he got the intonation and the timing dead on. Do you reckon the baby was CGI as well? Because the moose was. I assume they've got a lot of money thrown around. Then Kevin James's family, we meet them next, and he's got a child who's just really thick, and they never explain it. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So they're on this path of parenting where they want to not discourage the kids. Positive reinforcement. Positive reinforcement at all costs. So the little window into his family life is the mum, his wife, who appears 
It's been normal. Very briefly in that film. Is that like the only bit she's in? No, she was at, she was at yoga class. Oh, yeah, of and course. she was at the ballet recital. And she, God, she's forgettable. She was, all, she was at the party. Oh, my bad. She was all so, through the film. Spoiler alert, there's a party and some ballet. Um, so she's like got these flashcards going, what's nine and three to the kid? And the kid's like 28. And she's like, that's great. Very good. Which is, that's not how you raise a kid. And they just keep, he just gets all this math stuff. Like, it's just, they've just written the laziest jokes. And they're like, no, no one's going to say this. But it doesn't even. get to say these lines. And then they just feed them to this five-year-old kid. And it's actually one of the funniest parts of the movie. What, the, like the bad math and stuff? Yeah, the whole script, it feels like... Did you watch The O.C., Tim? Um, I, yeah, yeah, I kind of remember The O.C., yeah. Remember, it was a good show. You remember, so Seth Cohen, who mm. was sort of the protagonist, he yeah. was very funny. And there was one guy who... It was a character, I can't remember his name, but they, he was described by everyone as big. Like, he tried to be funny, but everything was too big. Remember that? He meets Seth Cohen's dad, Sandy, and he goes... Sandy goes, hi, I'm Sandy. And then the character goes, oh, well, I guess you better take a shower then. And, it's, and then, like... Walks, I don't remember that minor character from the, the OC. Walks out of the scene, and Sandy's like, geez, that kid's not funny. It's like that character has written a movie. Everything is so big. Yeah. And it's there's some gags that look like they work on paper. I want to go through the families just a little bit more, though, just to give it a little bit of a picture. Um, we won't go through the whole movie because, sweet Jesus, we just went through the whole movie, and I don't want anyone else to go through it, which really begs the question, like, Why are we doing what, this? what is in this for other people? But we will press forward. David Spade. Now, he's got an interesting one. So his situation is he hooked up with a girl who is revealed, I think, through the entire film, only as uh, Hiccups McGee, a woman who he briefly had sexual intercourse with. One of the many women who get treated with the utmost respect in this film. <laughs> Nothing but. Complete fleshed out characters. Um, and uh, you never see her in the film, by the way. She's only mentioned as Hiccups McGee. So he's had sex with her, uh, which has... Uh, created a child That's a right. spawn has she happened inexplicably fails to tell David Spade that he has a child until the child's like 17 and David, <laughs> I think he's supposed to be about 14 but the gag is that he's huge yeah and so she, and then he just inexplicably he's like okay that's cool and she sends him up on a train from Florida <laughs> yeah that's never really fleshed out at all what's that about have you got lucky guy like David Spade who's set up as only looking after himself yeah. he's just going to be like yeah cool what I have a kid okay yeah I'll take I'm it. equipped for that yeah that seems fine to me there's no problems there the kid shows up uh, he looks like he's in his mid-twenties and he pulls a f- flick knife <laughs> on, on David Spade which is actually a pretty funny bit and then <laughs> and then David Spade has turned up expecting a uh, far more gentle and small child um, has bought him a soft toy and he just proceeds to cut the head off the off the teddy bear and then he gets scared and he tells his son that he's going to this to work he has to go to school for one day the last day of school because he's got to go and work at the soup kitchen but he doesn't actually go and work at the soup kitchen he's just scared it's a front i'm just going to fast forward for a bit please do because the son eventually finds out that david spade wasn't working at the soup kitchen and he gets he's crushed he's crushed so demoralized which i guess if you in your own head had enough kind of intelligence and wound that out maybe it's because this kid who's kind of suggested to be trailer trash and stuff maybe he's from a lower socioeconomic area living with um, Hiccups McGee where the soup kitchen's a really important pillar in, in, in that community and so he's like how dare you you know take on the sacred elephant as you're covered and not hang out with me how dare you yeah well his, the way he takes out his frustration is he doesn't put a knife on his dad again he instead 
goes to in a fraternity <laughs> and like ruins the whole outside toilet papers the whole frat yeah destroys a frat house the frat house isn't out of nowhere by the way that at one point well, the guys in, in fairness the frat house is kind of out of nowhere it is a lot of it but as part of the 60 hour day in which the film occurs uh, all the friends go to a swimming hole so we've got Kevin James Adam Sandler whoever the fuck else is in this movie which is a lot of people um, like the five of them go to the swimming hole uh, to relive old times I guess and Kevin James is going to jump off a big cliff because he's never jumped off because he's scared and then they get confronted by these frat kids who claim that they owned the swimming hole, which is fine. Um, and then things get really aggressive. Tyler Lautner is their um, their leader and just starts backflipping heaps. It's like eleven. Yeah, that, that was another funny bit. Is, that was there are a few like these three lines which are almost self-referential, where it's like the characters are the actors and the actors are like, "What are we doing?" Like when Taylor Lautner is doing their backflips, David Spade's like. The guy's just doing 11 backflips for no reason. Yeah. You know, it's like they're commentating what we're thinking. They just give you little flashes of hope like that. There's a couple of things like that. Adam Sandler, um, prior to that bit, goes... uh He's talking to his son. First of all, he calls all of his children ugly. His kid goes, I'm after the hottest girl in school. It's the last day of summer. And his, his the, the one of the other kids, the kid he's talking's brother, goes, but you'll never get her because uh, you're ugly. And Adam Sandler goes, you're all ugly. You're hideous. You're fugly. We're all fugly. We're all fugly. <laughs> but that doesn't stop us getting obscenely attractive woman. Look at me and your wife. It makes no sense. That would only happen in a Hollywood film. And stops just shy of looking down the barrel of the camera and giving a Ferris beauty style wink which I'm not sure if it would have endeared me to this film more or less but he, he gives his son a three step guide to get any woman and oh this, that's right this is, might actually be of use this might be a takeaway from the film it's uh, one make her smile two good. that's good advice say she has a nice smile yep and then three say that you have to come out with me tonight Force her. Force her to do it. Put pressure on. Do it in the moment. Give it a strict time frame of that evening. And, uh, hey, spoiler alert, it pays off for the kid when he applies that knowledge. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to, so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during uh there was a pandemic i don't know if you remember 
and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. There's so much like questionable, objectionable material. Like Kevin James and his wife are going, this, this podcast is all, as all over the place as the movie, perhaps <laughs> as, uh, as a result of it. But he goes, like, his wife takes him to this car wash where these high school cheerleaders are going to wash it, and she's, like, trying to turn him on. Oh, that's... Yeah, now, how the fuck did they get to that and point? Then, and then, like, the policeman, who's Shaquille O'Neal, and the guy... Fuck! Fuck, I hate this. <laughs> if we sound a little low energy, it's because we've just seen the film. I sent Guy out to get coffees um, in the aftermath. Because we need we, we just we need something to kind of break through here. It's just fuck. Okay, so who else have we got dealing with here? We've got a, a, a one of the uh, black comic actors from Forty Year Old Virgin who. Yeah, um, he was on Saturday Night Live. I can't remember his name. Yeah, we'll look that up if we Dewey, ever see this Dewey, again. The Dewey Cox story. He was the guy who told Dewey Cox, John C. Riley about all the drugs and. I haven't seen that. Oh, that's, I hear it's really good. Maybe we should have done that movie or any other film ever made. Well, I, I guess what's exciting about this, Tim, is that we get to do it all again next week. It's like watching our descent into madness. But anyway, it's going somewhere with that. So that uh, SNL slash 40-year-old virgin actor is in it. He serves as the foil to... Chris Rock. Chris Rock's character. Um, they grew up at high school and stuff. I think they work at this... The thing, oh, no, they don't work together because he's at Kmart. Everyone in this movie is... Free, like everyone knows each other from high school no one ever left the city except Adam Sandler who came back yeah he went to Hollywood and made heaps of money which again I assume was explained in the first movie and then inextricably came back to this horrible community of misogynistic race, racial stereotypes the way, the way they all like qualify every time a character gets introduced the way the writers qualify it is by being like how do, how do they know this guy well, uh, they went to school. They went to high school. Together. <laughs> oh, they were at high school, you know. And either they were best friends and now they hate each other. They were best friends and now they're best friends, or they hated each other and now they're best friends. Yeah. It's like just this weird interplay of completely hate or completely yeah, love. The, the other big question I had when I was watching this movie, because of the like sexual, the, uh, the sexual undertones or overtones, whatever you want to call them, and like the sort of off-color jokes. I don't think there was one swear word. I don't know who Someone said shit And it really stuck out I don't know who They aimed this at Yeah Yeah got Colin Quinn That comedian Colin Quinn His big scene is He's fixing an ice cream machine And David Spade tells him If he does this thing It will fix it And it makes it look like He's pooing Yeah And it goes Like every visual gag In this How long's the movie? Two hours and ten minutes yeah, I think It was What was it? One One hundred and one One hundred and one minutes it's not uh, so that's shy of two hours. One minute, uh, one hour fifty. Um, felt hour, like a lot one longer. One hour forty. But every, well, what this yeah. film is is just comprised of visual gags that go too long that weren't funny when they began, but in the hopes that if they just keep going, they'll develop into something. So yeah, that, that scene where he's kind of bent over this ice cream machine with his chocolate sundae coming out, uh, seemingly of his rectum, is uh, capped off after a very long kind of spinning out of this um, this, this gag. Uh, it, it's topped off by the kid going, "Is that where ice cream comes that's from?" That's stupid kid and scene. And uh, I can't. I got to. I've got to go pick up my dad. 
right now. Um, <laughs> you don't. You're making that up. That's no, a lie. I really do. That's we've, a lie. We've got two minutes to wrap up the first episode. It's only it's a short podcast. As we read more into the film, you know, they'll become longer and more nuanced. I'd really love it if you could um, join us every week is, because I... Uh, Originally, we were talking about before we saw the film doing this fifty times. That's not happening. It would. We can't do it. The thing with this movie is that the only way for there to be payoff is is for us to actually do it fifty times. Like because by <laughs> that point, I've got to go five, man. Can we do five and just kind of reassess? Because honestly, I, I don't. I don't know if like I'll kill myself. Yeah, the risk of that. Um, my name is Tim Bat. You can follow me on Twitter. I guess is that a uh, takeaway? My name is Gunnar Montgomery, and you can forget that I was involved in this shambles. Come back next week. Um, there'll be more of this. Yeah, we, I'm we, so confused. Well, well, get excited about next week. If you didn't like this week, that's okay. Maybe, you know, we'll find some more stuff in the movie for next week. I, I, usually, this is the point where you say, you go and watch it so you know what we're talking about. I cannot recommend that anyone go and Do see this film for this any film. reason. Watch, watch the trailer. Come, Yeah, watch, watch the, the trailer. trailer. In your mind, extrapolate that to one hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. Try not to kill yourself. Yeah, and then and come back for the podcast. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you then. Tim Bat signing off. Of the most ludicrous podcast of all time. Alright, good night. All morning. Fuck. Fuck, I hate this. Fuck! The worst idea of all time. Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.